Welcome back to the Project Gen X podcast. I am one of your hosts, Alan Smith, along with... I'm the other guy, Big Dave. And this is our 100th episode, A. <laughs> and I'm putting A on that because there is going to be another episode that comes out this week that will be 100B, and the two kind of go hand in hand. I, I actually so, can't believe we made it 100 episodes. 100 episodes. I know, I mean, I, you know, because of... We had some layoff in our first year... Uh, you know, I'm in December and January, you know, like the first few months, but because we go double on Halloween uh, during October, we, we made up for all of that. So it's one of those things that we're not quite to two years yet. That will actually be in August. August. Well, actually is this month because when this goes up, it's going to go, it will go up on August 1st. Um, and as of August 1st, we will be 91 days till Halloween. Yes. So uh, we're probably going to be giving you a, a countdown of that stuff from now on because <laughs> Dave and I are both huge Halloween fans. So, uh, yeah, we are. So it's all that. But as you saw, as you heard, I guess I should say, from our intro, we are going to be discussing MTV because today, as this is posting, MTV turns 40. Yeah, Can thanks. you believe that? Go ahead, say it. Go ahead. Thanks for 12 great years of music. I know you've been sitting on, you've been waiting to put that. I'm sure you'll say it three or four more times. While I'm going to say it here. every time we mention <laughs> MTV because they, they went from fun to what is now, this white you trash know, garbage? We talked about this before um, with something where, and one of our other episodes we talked, I think it might have been the Diane Warren or something. I don't remember which one it was. Where I said, you know, yeah. it's one of those things where people of our generation especially, because, oh, yeah. you know, let's be honest, Gen X and MTV have been synonymous. Yeah. I mean, that was, you know, matter of fact, before they, before they coined Gen X for us, the MTV generation yeah. was kind of what they were going that's with, what they know? were calling us, I know. Was the MTV generation. And so it's one of those things where it's like, you know, we've been griping about them not playing music 24 7 since the late 80s at you know well and, and no, but, but but the thing no, is, there, is the, hold on we but need the thing to get is, into that we will because the, there there's some exceptions to the that. thing is is that even if mtv was still mtv that we grew up with we wouldn't be watching it let's be honest i mean it's <sighs> Because the thing is, is music has changed, and how much of today's music do you actually listen to? I listen to almost none of it. I mean, there's a few things here or there, but, you know, and that's if, why if they have... If it's on the top 40 stations... Yeah. Even, like, our local rock station has kind of I don't crapped. ever listen to the radio they, any, They've crapped out on us. So, uh, you know, that's one of those things that if I do watch music videos, I do go to YouTube and I watch the stuff that I like from when I was a kid or when I was a teenager or, or 20s or whatever it is. You know, it's from that MTV era that, that yeah. we talk about. So, uh, but yeah, uh, let's well, get into MTV. Um, so... I watched, Dave and I both watched this great A&E biography 
called I, I, I Want My MTV. I just can't believe that there is a direct tie to Mike Nesmith from, from the Monkees. Which makes perfect sense. Well, you know. To MTV. Well, I mean, it makes sense. It goes back because it even goes beyond beyond that. It goes back the to the Beatles. He's the one who actually, well, it goes beyond the Beatles, but the Monkees, you know, and Mike Nesmith were the ones who kind of took it even that much further because they tried to do... It's basically a television show of Hard Day's right, Night. Right, exactly. And, and then the movie they did, Head. Head, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, which, again, you go which back to Hard Mike, Day's Night. Mike Nesmith's, you know, baby. Right. Like I said, you go back to a Hard Day's Night, and that's where kind of the, the concept of music videos started. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, then the monkeys came on television, and you had that. You know, it's like, okay. And uh, so, yeah, so it's one of those things that um, uh, Robert Pittman who eventually became he's one of the founders of MTV he eventually became the CEO uh, when they when they first launched was helping produce this thing called pop clips he he had worked with um Mike Nesmith, Mike Nesmith but they developed this thing called pop clips that was showing on like well, they were trying to sell it to the networks. Well, it was yeah. At the time, you only had ABC, NBC, right. and CBS. They but were then, the gateholders. But then, but then cable was coming along, right? And so they actually sold pop clips to. No, they didn't sell it yet. Well, no, they they, were, they aired it on Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon, yeah. And it was like at like two, like one o'clock in the morning or yeah. something like that. It but was it, only an hour long, but, but it, it was blew, blew up. up. Yeah. And so they were like, oh, well, we might be able to do this. And so they were like him, Pittman, and, a, and I don't have the other guy's names written down here, but they were like, no, we want to spin this off into its own channel. And so they originally, they started off on, um, it was a New York, uh, it was like public access, basically. You yeah. know, they were they were doing a local stuff like that. And eventually they, they got, um, who was it? That was the original. It wasn't Viacom. It was. Um, well, it was Warner Media. It was Warner Media. Okay, yeah. so they had to deal with Warner Media that they were that they were going to start this whole thing. And and I heard this story before about. So they went live at midnight on August first, nineteen eighty one. Yeah. Okay. Where their offices were, they couldn't watch it. They had to go to a um, a seedy bar, a bar. It in was a re- it was a restaurant across the street. But yeah, but it was one of those things. And it was yeah. a lot of older people that that went to this place and everything. And so they were sitting upstairs at the bar, and they were like, "Turn it on, turn it on," you know. Yeah. And so it was one of those things that you know you get that that iconic you know with the all of the uh, the space you know the NASA stuff and the walking on the moon and the and the reason they used that is because it was, it was public domain. All in the public exactly. domain, you could use it for free. And so uh, and you know the whole you know that that clip from the beginning you know yep. the ladies and gentlemen rock and roll and then the you know the you know iconic. I, I mean, let's be honest. For us, for Gen X, that is the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. Yeah. I mean, that is the holy crap. Um, and the second that the it, MTV opened up and they got ready to go to the... the They got through the first video. And then it went dead. Which, which was the, the Buggles. <laughs> the Buggles. Video killed the radio stars. Yeah. The very first... That, that, there's your trivia anytime that you're, you know, you're playing bar trivia. But I'll and, give you I'll give you the better even a better one the second video well no then they went off the air they went off the air because they lost the signal <sighs> yeah but then it came back up and what was the second video ever played on MTV you better run by, by Pat, Pat Benatar. Benatar exactly yep and uh, so it was one of those things that they didn't have a whole lot of well of videos if you remember in the early days sporadically the screen would go completely black because somebody was switching out videotapes to play the right next video. I mean it was ve- it was very much a it was almost college television. It really was. I mean, and, and but it was one of those things that like they were on the air a couple of years before, and they were they were kind of like, okay, what are we gonna do, you know? And yeah. then they they started airing those iconic "I Want My MTV" commercials. Yep. It was, um, and you know they because of because of Pittman and a couple other guys that had connections inside the music business they got you know Mick Jagger and David Bowie and uh, oh, what was the what was the guy's name the guy I that they brought the in guy. he was I know and I, I I wish I had written down written his name down but he but he was I loved his Mick Jagger story I loved his Mick Jagger story but basically he yeah. goes in he gets this meeting with Jagger Jagger walks in he goes and of course they had known each other for a long time and Jagger looked at him and said I've known you long enough to know you want something if you're here, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and he said, "I need you to. I, I want you to uh, to record this promo for me." He's like, "Oh, you mean like commercial?" He's like, "No, it's a promo." 
And he's like, explain it. No, it's a commercial. Yeah, and no, it's, it's a promo. It's a promo. And no, he explains it. And he's like, and he's like, so it's a commercial. And he's like, all right, fine, it's a commercial. He's like, well, I would feel better if I were getting paid for this. Yeah. And he was like, well, we haven't got the money for it. And he was like, I. Would I feel, would feel better, better if I were getting paid, paid for this. For so he reaches into his pocket and pulls out a dollar yeah. and says, I will pay you one dollar to this commercial. And he said, Jagger laughed and said, I've always liked your style. And he <laughs> did the commercial. And that was the... <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to find the guy's name. Yeah, I know. There, there, and there's a bunch of people that when you get into there of that were involved in the early days. But, you know, they did, you know, but they launched with... V, what they called VJs rather yeah. than DJs, disc jockeys. They had video jockeys. Video jockeys. So the original five, it was Martha Quinn, yep. JJ Jackson, yep. Mark Goodman, Nina Blackwood, and Alan Hunter. Yes. Now, Alan Hunter has said many times that they were on the air about a month and they were ready to fire him. Like to the point where like Nina Blackwood came to him and said, if you don't get better, they're going to fire you. Yeah. I mean, this is it. And he did eventually, you know, he, he, he's like, all well, right, fine. Well, I guess I'll have to start doing, you well, know, Nina and JJ had both been radio personalities. Right. Right. And Nina had actually done some acting. There was like right. some it's, slasher yeah, flick something, or something but, that she'd done. Martha Stewart was just a student. She was a, she was a student. Yeah. yeah. And the whole thing is like, you know, JJ, you know, like I said, JJ Jackson and Mark Goodman, uh, but Alan Hunter was, was a, a vaudevillian. A, he was an improv guy. He was I a know. vaudevillian. I know. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it was one of those things you, you did, you know, and we saw this later with guys like Matt Pinfield and with uh, Carson yeah. Daly who came from radio. You know, they were they were radio guys that came in. Um, but, yeah, those that original five is pretty interesting. You know, because yeah. it it really was a there, there was it was it was weird because, you know, Let's be honest. Nina Blackwood back in the day was hot. <laughs> Are you kidding me? She was half that the voice, man. Mm, she man. was most of the reason I was watching. And MTV. Martha Quinn was like your little sister. You I was know, like, ah, I liked Martha Quinn, I'd, but she was like your little sister. You know, it's like, oh, okay, she was you know, okay. she's okay. So it's like whatever. But you know, like, but like, but Nina Blackwood, Nina Black. But you know, the thing with Goodman and Jackson, like, you could tell, like, oh, they were, yeah, they were radio guys. You could tell they had, they had been they had they had done this. But Alan Hunter was just like this geeky dude. He was kind of like the everyman of like yeah all right he's on air now he represents the rest well, of us and, and in the beginning you could tell they were doing the whole teleprompter thing i mean it was yeah. very scripted but it once they very... went but once they went off the prompters yeah it became something completely different and yeah. you know and that was the whole thing of course they didn't they personally didn't have any kind of control over what videos got played i mean that was all well, programmed in the beginning and, it was just whatever they could get it. right if the video right. was was if it was completely awful it wouldn't get played but it was it was like a step above above right completely awful well it's funny to I hear mean, all the the people who were originally on mtv talk about how many actual videos they had yeah because one guy was like well it was like 250 and then the other one was like no, no it was like 120 you know and yeah. other people were like no it was like 60 it was like, <laughs> <laughs> and the number just kept getting lower and lower Lower and lower, and a lot of them yeah. were Rod Stewart. Yeah, <laughs> there was a lot of Rod Stewart back in the day. Well, and, and they, <laughs> they talked about part of the reason it was kind of like the second British invasion is mm -hmm. because the Brits had already figured out the visual with the music thing with Top of the Pops right. and all their music right. shows. So you know, and they started bringing that stuff over. They were like, "Who else has music videos?" Right. Well, the Brits have got this boatload of stuff, so they started licensing it from mm -hmm. you know their music shows. Right, and also the thing is that the Americans didn't over. quite get there until they started seeing. Well, the record companies wanted MTV to pay them right for the music videos, right. and boy, did that. That backfired. That backfired big, five, big time because it was one of those things that like all these British bands started getting massive exposure. Yep. Then all of a sudden, the they the the American record labels were like, "Hey, play our stuff." It's like, but you need to pay us for the videos, and it's like, it's like no, no, no. Actually, I was thinking about charging you exactly. I know. Yeah. Now there's a funny story. Okay, so the when they first got started, it was a lot of rock and kind of pop stuff you know well they were basically building it off of the rock radio rock format. radio format yeah. so you know and and if as long as it had a guitar right you know, and so a lot of a lot of black artists were not getting actually they were getting almost no well, screen time that's, whatsoever that's not exactly true it's not a hundred percent true there but were it's, there were you know you had eddie grant that was getting played right. you were getting the uh what was the one the band the musical musical youth yeah musical yeah i know youth was getting played there were there were but that's two examples of well there was more than that but the thing is is like 
Prince wasn't getting played. No, and, Prince was getting played. No, he wasn't. Not yet. Yes, he was. Not yet. Not not like he would. No, um, he was getting played because he played rock guitar. It, not it, until Purple Rain. That was when that really took off with Prince. Um, it, the whole thing started over Rick James had put out basically a porno. Well, <laughs> no. Look, I know they said that in the in the doc, but I've seen that video. Yeah, it is not, not. It is not. For today's it standards, is, it's not. But. Even by then, it was still... I mean, yeah, it was... It, by, by 1982 standards, it was... Probably a, a little racy, mm. but it still wasn't as bad as but what would come. And and basically, it, Rick James he got, put out the super the super freak yeah, video, and you he know? got he got all hurt over the right. fact that they weren't going to play his music, right? And so he accused him of racism, right? But the which thing was is, it wasn't true. But which it wasn't just him. There were other artists as well, well that were coming out saying, Bowie. "Why aren't you?" Well, Bowie, I'm talking about other black artists that yeah. came out. They're like, "No, look, I'm, I'm not seeing my videos on there." And the the, the MTV. Their their policy was they were oh we're more rock we're more blah 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 yeah. you know but yeah it was it was David Bowie that like called him out in an interview with Mark Goodman yeah that basically he was like yeah I got some questions why aren't you playing more black music yeah. and Goodman did Goodman not had have did a not bad. have an answer he did not have he, he was did like, not have oh. a good interview yeah but and, and it was what I loved about that interview was <laughs> Bowie just being Bowie yeah where he just sits there he asks the question and he sits back and he lets Goodman have all the rope he needs to yeah. hang himself. And then when he gets down to the end of it and Goodman's like, well, did you, uh, is that satisfying? He's like, oh, I got the answer I wanted. Thank you. <laughs> it's just like, oh, man. <laughs> no, no, what he said was, no, I understand your yeah. viewpoint. I understand your point of view. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But even he said, you know, talked, he he named Prince. Yeah. It, they were like, why, why isn't Prince getting more, you know, you know, type stuff. Yeah. Uh, but the thing but, that I thought interesting because we we can look back at MTV and we're like, okay, MTV was great. This first, you know, oh yeah, we got music television. Yeah, Michael Jackson made MTV. Yeah, because he knew what to do with the visual, right? right. And that was uh, what I did not know. Madonna was, was the same thing. Well, Madonna she came knew, along, yeah. yeah. But it was one of those things with Michael Jackson where they said in, in this in this 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 biography, we said, you know, they asked them to. Put it, to give them the video to do a video for Beat It, yeah. Because Eddie Van Halen was in it. They're like, okay, well, this has got a guitar riff, so we can play and this. They pulled a bait and switch. And they, they sent him the video for Billie Jean, and then they watched it. And they're like, we can't not play this. This yeah. is this is amazing, you know. And the rest was history. I mean, it was. And I remember uh, when they did the world premiere on Billie Jean. I know. I sat there and watched that thing. Well, that was again going back to that. We've talked about the Thriller album so many times. Of well. I mean, let's talk about the thriller the video, video exactly because they premiered it at oh, what it was like early in the morning, right? And then they put after the video, this video will be played again at I think it was like four o'clock in the right, afternoon, yeah. You know, right after school had let out, right? Well, it suddenly became the water cooler talk mm-hmm. for everywhere college, high school, well, elementary. It, it's one of those things where and that the, video, and, and one of the things I did not know. Is that you, and I have seen because they there was the video and then there was the making of right and MTV actually produced the making of you know that kind of stuff. Well, the but record, well, hold on, I'm getting to it. The okay. record company asked them if they would pay for the video. Yeah, and they're like, no, we don't do that kind of stuff. So they did this making of and they buried the budget for the video inside the making of yeah. budget. So they actually did pay for that video, but it helped everybody around because of because of all that and i remember yeah. seeing I'm the first time seeing that video for thriller and the just being link yeah and just being like oh my goodness yeah. this is amazing you know that video sold that album oh yeah well but the thing is is that was that was the third single that's what people forget you had billy jean it was and the, then you had beat it and then but that album did not blow up oh until billy jean after. blew it up it did it was well, like billy jean billy jean it was, was kind of it's kind of like what we've talked about with guns and roses okay <sighs> where after for um, welcome to the jungle was released and it did okay and people started kind of getting okay then sweet child of mine was released and everybody's like oh these guys are great yeah but it was when Paradise City was released that yeah. they that, that they were like okay this is going to be the biggest band in the world I mean that you know it was one of those things they had all the momentum going their way and then it was just like they dropped the nuclear bomb and that's what Thriller was yeah Billie Jean beat it and then all of a sudden Thriller and it was just like whoa what is I mean this yeah. is just you know 
and uh, spe- especially the video yeah for thriller i mean that was uh, we can you know and, and one of the things and we we can talk about this too mtv changed things because all of a sudden a lot of and they talked to i can never remember the guys in lead singer for reo speedwagon um you know and he talked about you know we'd been radio yeah hits for you know a while and then all of a sudden they want this visual and it's like okay you know and he's talking about like i was like we didn't know what to do yeah and they just handed him a camera and yeah said, here do something and there is a lot of if you you know uh what's his name christopher cross okay <laughs> you know has talked about how yeah. mtv killed his career yeah because let's be honest christopher cross is not the most attractive man in the world you know he's he's a decent singer i never really cared for his music a whole lot but i i, I Wait, get that he, better songwriter than right but i again yeah. it's like i get that he's a good singer but it's he's not somebody that you're going to put all over television 24 yeah. 7 you know and that became a thing where you started hearing a lot more of well, some of these acts are just there because they're good looking, you know, or, or you know. It, it became more about style than it did content. Style over substance. Yeah. Uh, um, but, you know, you're talking about Madonna. Madonna knew. She was like, oh, no, oh, I can was, use videos. That Video was 100% is, style over yeah. substance. And to be honest, Madonna's not a great singer, okay? No, and she's really by, not. And, but she's pretty, she, she's a great performer. Yes, exactly. And she that's knows what, how to work a camera. And that is exactly, you know, I love the fact that, yeah. you know, Brett Michaels talked about when they made poison videos, they were like, we just set the camera and we had a party. That was all it is to it. And yeah. those videos, if you go back and watch those poison videos from the mid 80s or late eighties, it's like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. You, yeah. know, you get into all that stuff and it's video as an art form would change over time. Well, you had, you had the first two or three years where nobody knew what to do. So they Mm-mm. were just doing whatever. It was complete experimental I have, video production. I have a few times talked about wanting to do. You know how like you'll go to, uh, you know, like, like the the bar trivia and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, and sometimes like you know, like uh, let's say it's uh, the Super Bowl or something. Some bars will have like Super Bowl bingo. You know, like stuff happens. You mark it off yeah. your bingo card. I have often said, I think it would be fun to do music video bingo. Yeah, where it's like all the different tropes from the music videos, and then you and then you well, show your videos, and the people can mark off that like, oh look, we got. A mirror breaking. Oh, yeah. look, we got, you know, whatever well, it is. It's a. You had that first couple of years where it's pure artistic experiment experimentation. Oh, everything at the door. Yeah. Well, every band for the next three or four years has been watching the first two years and going, right. oh, those are some good ideas. I think I could do it better. And so that's where you start getting some template building right. going well, on. Well, you move from like that type of stuff. Like, yeah. Like, prime example is the, the Flock of Seagulls I ran video. Yeah. Where it's. Obviously, they were just like throw everything at the wall and let's see what works. You yep. know, there's several of those videos. Uh, Gary Newman's Cars comes to mind. Yeah. You know, um, and then you would get some. You would get every once in a while. You would get that high concept like a thriller. Yeah. Um, or I'm trying to think some of the other like early ones that were kind of high concept. Oh, anything by Peter Gabriel. Yeah, that came on a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. but but you moved from that type of, of throwing everything at the wall video to you started getting into performance videos. Yeah. Uh, not all that long afterwards, yeah, you, you know, you go from avant-garde to right soundstage performance, but then you would get into Peter Gabriel videos yes. or some of the Madonna videos, you know, that were like really like these, they were, they were, you know, they were, they were highly choreographed, you yeah. know, uh, my, uh, Janet Jackson's stuff, yeah. you know. I mean, the all these highly Phil, the Phil Collins um, Genesis videos. Oh yeah, you have the spitting image, you know, with the Land of Confusion video, Dude, you know, with the spitting image puppets, you yeah. know, and and you know and that kind of stuff. It, but it was when you really got into the late eighties and early nineties, especially in the early nineties, is when you started seeing like these really like. That's where you would they, get like they would spend ten million dollars. Well, on video. well, you get like way into the you yeah. know, but it, I'm, I'm talking about like. When you would get a "Losing My Religion" by REM, you know that's like okay, well, this is this is more art yeah. than it is a music video, you know, or Guns N' Roses' "November Rain," or uh, yeah, which is ridiculous, yeah, or uh, you know, any or any number of Smashing Pumpkins tonight, tonight, yeah. you know, that type of stuff where it's like this really big, like you know, and you don't see 
I guess you probably do see some like that these days, but I, I, well, like I said, I don't listen amount, to it or watch a lot of it. The amount of movie directors that we have now. Oh, yeah. That Fincher, got their, Fincher started off doing that. that. That started out doing music videos. It was mm-hmm. a place to get your foot in the door, and if your video right. really hit, there was a chance you were going to get a shot at a feature. Right, and and we, we've seen, oh, well, Michael Bay. Yeah, you know, did music videos, really commercials. And I, know, I know, I know, but absolutely <laughs> ruined Transformers. Yeah, I said it ruined a lot of movies. I don't know what yeah. you're talking about, uh, but we, we've just talking about the music videos. You yeah. know, that's we could go on. Let's talk about MTV. I, as I, I want to talk about whole, remote control. Okay, I was going to bring that up. Okay, because the thing is, is that well, you, you get in in, well, in, well, in the late eighties, bu- even before remote control. Right. You know, they're having trouble filling airtime. Right. And you get people forget about the young ones. The young, oh yeah, the young on Sunday ones. At, on Sunday nights they would yeah they, they started well okay before we get into that let's talk about why they got into all that okay it wasn't just that they were they were filling time they were doing that kind of stuff they were sold Warner Communications sold them to Viacom right and Viacom came in and basically got rid of everybody and said okay well we you know. Viacom owned Nickelodeon. They yeah. owned um, no Warner. No Viacom owned Nickelodeon, um, and then not at first. Because they didn't at first, but they did eventually. Because Pop because, Clips was right, but the was thing tried is tried out on Nickelodeon the, because Warner Media had the them. The thing with Viacom at in the late eighties and all through the nineties, they had Nickelodeon. They well, had they were MTV. Just buying up networks. They had VH1. They had. Um, I think they owned Cartoon Network and they owned Comedy Central at one point. Yeah. I mean, it was one of those things where you started seeing a lot of that type stuff, you know, like all lumped in together, you know. Uh, but yeah, when when they sold to Viacom, all of a sudden Viacom was like, "Hey, we've got all this. We we can do more than just music videos." Yeah. Uh, remote Control was one of the first television like shows, like their own in-house productions yeah. that they did that wasn't video related per it was, se. It was a game. Show. It was a game show. And it was hysterical, dude. The Colin of, Quinn, the amount of people, that Dennis came Leary, out of that, um, Stiller uh, was on it at one point. But Ben Stiller might, but I know uh, what's his name, um, Adam Sandler yeah. came off that show. You had Kari Wurr was on that show. I mean, yep. it was just one of those things where it was. It, and uh, what was the guy, Mark? Uh, what was the guy's name that hosted? Uh, oh. That was the host. He died a few years ago. Hold on, let me see if I can. But find but it. yeah, but it was one of those things where you had you had several comedians, the, the, like I said, you know, the Colin Quinn and the Dennis Leary and the Adam Sandlers, you know. Uh, and it was yeah. it was hilarious. I mean, it was just and it was so off the wall. I mean, it was just off the wall. Um, just a you know a, a trivia game show basically, and you know it was one of those things that they had a live audience. Yeah, and it, it was and they were basically torturing the contestants. Absolutely, and yeah. they were just doing whatever they wanted to, and it was it was awesome. I mean, it was just an awesome show. But the late night stuff on the weekends, you'd, you'd have 120 minutes, and then after 120 minutes, you would have. Uh, the young ones. The young ones came on uh, there. You had Monty Python's Flying they Circus. They did show a lot of that stuff. So um, my dad used to watch. My dad, for some reason, my my born and raised in Tennessee and South and North Carolina, dad loves British comedy for some reason. How, how does I the, don't. It, I mean, I love British. I know, comedy. but how but I mean, like that. Comedy? I mean, even to this day, they are watching. You know, Last of the Summer Wine or Faulty Towers or Are You Being Served? Oh, or, that's a great show. Or any or any number of that stuff. Yeah. You know that. Um, well, you also had Liquid TV. Well, that came along in the nineties. Yeah, but before that, I mean, that was the whole. Again, you're talking about. You know, they 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 did the hundred and twenty minutes. Yeah. Because they were like, hey, we can do this alternative. With this, this is stuff we don't play normally. We can do this. You it know, was all the rock stuff they didn't know what right. to do with. And then they had Headbangers Ball that came along. Which came out a year after 120 minutes. Right. And so it's one of those things that, you know, they, they put that on Saturday nights. That was a couple hours. You know, that was, what, two hours? Three I think. hours. Three hours. Nine to midnight. That's right. Uh, they also, then they came along with Yo! MTV Raps, which became, it was an afternoon show that they would do. It was like an hour long. No, it started and, out as a once a week weekend show with Fab Five Freddy. And that's then, right, and, and then it became and be, Ed Lover and, uh, and, and Dr. Dre because it was so successful. Right. They still had the weekend show with Fab Five Freddy, mm-hmm. but they were doing uh, every day afternoon show with Ed Lover and Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre, yeah, the other Dr. the Dre. other Dr. Dre, um, the Ed Lover dance. Yeah, exactly. And then they started doing Dial MTV in the afternoons, yeah, which was literally a you call in and you can vote. Yep. For and it, it was fifty cents a minute, right? And it, and it was one of those things. I think it was fifty cents a call, actually, uh, where you go and you could vote for your favorite yeah. videos, and then they would do a, they would literally do a top ten yep. of the, the most you know 
requested videos. Call now. And they wouldn't show all the videos. That was the thing. They would show like most of some of them, but they would do clips of others. Because it was only an hour long, so to get 10 videos in. Uh, but But, and that eventually, you go down the line, another decade became kind of turned into total request and then total request live i know that's not your but that was huge you got to remember how big that was in late 90s and early 2000s and and it was screw that guy it was one of those things that in the meantime they also had other stuff like they went to spring break that was the beginning of the end but, you know, they started that a lot sooner than what you think. Oh, I know. It was back in, like, 87, 87, 88. 88, somewhere around in there. And then it became, like, a, every year they would, okay, they'd go to spring break. And, yeah. they would, and they would do live shows from there. And they would have bands to perform. And they would do, like, a, they would do New Year's Eve. Yeah. Con, you know, they, they started that early on. The VMAs started in 84. And they've well, been going on ever 84 since. 84 kicked off with a bang because that was the Madonna writhing on exactly. the stage. Exactly. Like a version. Yeah, I mean, and it was and it yeah. was just a I mean the VMAs became appointment viewing for a long time I know they still go on and I'm like I can't why are they why are they still having the VMAs because they don't show music videos hardly no. you know I mean it's get, like we're white tr- you, you have shows like we're white trash we're white trash from New Jersey uh, we're pregnant white trash uh, we're white trash that's catfishing other white trash right right yeah I agree um, here's some rap videos but it's nowhere near as good because Fab Five Freddy and yeah Dr. Dre and Ed Lover aren't doing yeah. it now um, here are some other ones I, I pulled up mainly Here, here's out white of, trash at spring break yeah. yeah mainly out of my my just what i remember i, I miss liquid tv with I was beavis saying, and butthead liquid and tv spun on flux and aeon flux beavis and butthead and aeon flux both the came off of liquid television grunt. you remember the oh brothers yeah the brothers grunt, grunt did come yeah. off of that also yeah but it was one of those things as we're moving in the 90s you get the you know there was another game show after Remote Control called Turn It Up. Do you remember that one? It was awful. I loved that show because I I, I killed on that show. But yeah, it was a, it was a music trivia thing. Um, John Stewart started off on MTV. What was the John Stewart show? Well, but before that, he had a show yeah. called You Wrote It, You Watch It. Oh, where that's people would right. write in stuff and they would that, yeah. yeah, and it didn't go everywhere. But then they gave him the John Stewart show, which actually spun off syndicated off of MTV after the first year. Yeah. But I think it only went like two years after that yeah, or something. something like that. But that eventually they got him in the zeitgeist enough to where he got the Daily Show, you know, several years later. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then he had Liquid Television on Sunday nights being like I said, Beavis and Butthead. Beavis and Butthead spun off Daria eventually, yeah. which is a great show. Daria is like Dude, my favorite. When I when we were coming back from Vegas Okay, we were we were going through TSA, you know, through the line and yeah. that kind of stuff. And the woman that was like running all the stuff through the conveyor belt, yeah. I looked over and she had a Daria and Jane tattoo, and I, I was just like, I was like, oh, that is awesome. That is <laughs> College Humor did a did a short where Audrey, um, what's her name, Aubrey Plaza, Aubrey Plaza yeah. played Daria. Oh, really? And it, Daria and Jane have to go back for a high school. I would love to see her do an actual like. They're live talking action, about bringing Daria, Daria back. You know, live action. Beavis and Butthead's getting a reboot, another reboot, and they're talking about bringing back Daria also. Oh, I hope they do. And Daria. the thing is, is like you remember when Beavis and Butthead came back like in 2011 it or 2012. It wasn't as no. good because I think that really was a of its time. That that's where you have to look. It's like no, this was of its time, and I kind of feel like Daria is the same way. You know, even know. though it was a more accessible show than Beavis and Butthead, it I still think, was a. I uh, think Daria's nihilism would be eh. a perfect cut. I think that would cut through like a knife in eh, this environment. But let's be honest, the millennials and, and Gen Zers are never going to be as, di- as nihilistic as I we think were. Gen Z I mean, would that's, get it. Gen Z might get it a little better, the, the, but it just the couple of Gen Zers I've actually shown episodes of Daria to. Mm-hmm. Thought it was hysterical. They were they totally got it. Yeah. They were like, "This is our generation." I'm like, "No, this no, is that was our our generation." generation but you guys are now. Here's the other thing. Yeah, in 1992, something pretty big happened in television in general. 92. Yep. Is that the is that the real world? The is real that what world. You're talking about the real world came on the air. As far as I'm concerned, there's only one real world. It was real world New York, mm-hmm. and that's where it should have stopped. Well, it didn't. It went on and on and on and on and on, and then eventually there became road rules. 
which sucked. yeah i never i never did watch road rules which eventually the two of them they started doing the challenge which the challenge is still going on and i don't know who they're bringing on i don't really yeah like uh, i i i haven't watched any of that stuff in decades literally decades uh, um but yeah. it's one of those things that like real world changed the face of television not just MTV, television. television. Now, they were not the first reality show. The cops had been around for a while prior to that. Yeah. There had been some other ones in years past that were like that were like miniseries type but stuff. But they, they took the format and they basically wrote the template and, for it. And it was and on after now that. now we have Survivor. Yes. And, and, and The Great was, Race and all those other garbage reality everything, TV shows. Everything, the Real, Real Housewives and I don't even know what all's on anymore. Uh, well, that's where we get back into... Um, you know, this is white trash. This is white oh, trash. Oh, I know. Well, yeah, eventually, 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 you get this to Jersey is, yeah. Shore and Florida Bama Line, and uh, <sighs> and uh, by the what, way, what was the other one? What was the other one? Buck by Wild the way, for and, for anybody that's listening yeah. that thinks, uh, was it Bam? What is it? It's like Florida Bama Line. Or yeah, something anybody like who that. thinks that's what the South is, Florida Bama, or that, something that's like that's not that. the South. That no. is that is. That is Florida man right. mixed in with some girls from Georgia, and that's the insanity of, of what's going on. Yeah, down so there. I, I just I, I, we again don't, we don't. Claim I that. have not watched any of that stuff. I've not. I've never watched a second of of Teen Mom or Sixteen and Pregnant or yeah, any of that junk. We don't uh, claim any of those. Um, you know what was the one they and I, I don't know if they still did. It was the, the was it Real Life? Is that what it was called? Um, and it would be like, and they were like hour long docs. So we're like, they would follow somebody around, like oh. you know, I, I'm a I'm a professional wrestler, or I'm a yeah, this, or I'm a those. that, or whatever. Those were yeah. they weren't too bad because that was kind of one of those. They were basically makes, just shadowing somebody yeah, for yeah. a week, and this is now, what their life is like. As we got into the new millennium, we got two new shows which, that made cultural impacts. Which which ones are you going to talk about? The Tom Green Show. And Jackass. And Jackass. Yeah. <laughs> Those were the two that I was going to bring up. And they were both, I mean, I, I have not watched, again, I have not watched Jackass in a couple a of decades. Movie. I know. They just had I to know. take somebody to the hospital because they literally tried to jump a shark. I know. And I, 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 I thought Jackass was funny for the first six months, and then I got sick of it. Now, those spun off, you know, you Viva La Bam. And, you can you know, only watch... Somebody get kicked in the balls right. for so long I'll before admit, it gets old. I did watch Viva La Bam at, at, when that was on television because yeah. it, it was just it was so ridiculous, you know. But that also spun off Wild Boys, yeah. and I think there was another one. I don't know, Steve O's something or other. I don't know. Uh, but it was just kind of one of those things where you're like, all right, fine. This is what uh, apparently this is what MTV is going to be from now on. Now Tom Green show that was funny. That show was hilarious. Um, again, I think he kind of over... What's so funny about Tom Green is that he had that original Tom Green show. Yeah. And then he went away, like after like three years or something. Yep. And he came back a couple of years later with a straight up legit talk show that was really good. Yeah. And it only lasted like a season because they're like, this is not what we signed on for. We were looking for that Tom Green. Yeah. You know, and he's like, no, I'm done with that. But... That was an act. He's this been doing different. his podcast slash web show for... 15 years or something like that. Yep. And is really good. You know, like, well, you're also forgetting punked with punks came later. Right. That, that was, well, that one look, wasn't bad. there's some other stuff going back. You remember in the mid nineties, whenever they decided they were going to get into scripted television more and like, they had like dead at 21 and, uh, no, I didn't watch any of that. Scripted what was the crap. other one? Um, you know they were they were making their own shows you know yeah. which is something they've done even recently you know they had like teen wolf and a bunch of you know whatever those those types i did remember i did watch the first season of the scream television show that was on and it was all right nope uh but you know we you had the max nope. you remember the nope you don't remember the max the cartoon is based on the comic book nope you don't remember watching that it was in the mid 90s it was actually really good like it was really it was all all animated you know um, no, I don't remember any that, of that one was really good. Um, I'm trying to think. They they just had they had so much stuff they kept throwing at the wall. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. Yeah. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. And some of it stuck. And some of it didn't. Some of it was good. Some of it was terrible. Uh, that was in around the same time that the brothers, you know, the brothers Grimm or whatever the, um, you know, the head came out at that time and uh, oh. uh you know, another yeah. animated deal. And you had um, 
Oh, the Brothers Grunt. I'm sorry. That yeah, was Brothers that was Grunt, right around yeah. that same time. And uh, you had, was it a Syphil and Ollie that came out a little after that? Oh, I forgot about that. I mean, yeah. it, it was just, they, they started doing, and again, we're getting further and further away from music videos. You yeah. know, it's like they're still playing music videos, but you're not seeing them as much. This was also right. Oh, Love Lines. That oh, was the other that one. That was a big one. Now, yeah. you know, granted, you know that was a radio show. That was you know Adam Adam. Um, well, it uh, wasn't Adam Carolla and Doctor Drew. It wasn't Adam Carolla originally. Yes, it was. No, it was on somebody, the TV. It was. Now it was that, they may else. have started off on the radio with somebody different, but Hold it was on, Adam no, Carolla and I'm, um, I'm find this. and yeah. Doctor Drew, and they also had oh, what's her name? She was on. She was like their one of their hosts, well, their sidekicks, and she like went on to. Uh, to uh, be, like be in several, um, she became an actress. Oh crap! What is it? Let me pull this up. Let me kick myself for. Where is this? Oh, that's not it. Dang it! Uh, I can't find this. Where is it? Love lines. Love lines. Oh jeez! Oh, here we go. Here we go. Love line. Adam Carolla and Drew Pinsky. Dr. Drew. Diane Farr. That's her name. Oh, yeah. Diane Farr yeah, yeah, got yeah. her start on there. <clears throat> no, the only, the only hosts they have listed here are Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. So, um, Now, I on the radio, I right. think it did start with someone bef- prior to uh, Carolla, Adam Carolla coming on there. Um, but on, the, on MTV, it was only ever those two. And... Um, but that show, you know, that ran for like four years. You know, that was from like 96 to 2000. And, I mean, it was every night. That was at 10 o'clock. On like 10 o'clock Central is 11 o'clock Eastern. Uh, it would be yeah. on for an hour. And, you know, they would have different guests on there. And, you know, Adam Carolla is something else. <laughs> Dr. Drew was always trying to be serious. And Adam Carolla was like never serious about anything. No, exactly. so. <laughs> well, listen, Doctor, if, if he accidentally puts it somewhere he's not supposed to, yeah. what, what's going to happen? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just uh, it, it that was and that was again for our generation. Yeah, you know, you're 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 seeing all this stuff, and and also it was a good you. I, I learned stuff watching it, you know, of like okay, yeah. I mean, just even just simple stuff where it's like, oh wow, I didn't I didn't know some of this, you know. And, yeah. And that. Um, I, some of the egotistical stuff that was going on in that where they were in the biography talking about it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we we did sixteen and pregnant, we probably saved more girls from getting pregnant. Yeah, whatever, than that's like, not true. Are you, so, well, you're glorifying just, it is what you're doing. So uh, stretch but, that you know, arm out and pat yourself on but the back. Why let's don't you? let's be honest. MTV, some, one of the, probably their biggest accomplishments was the coverage they had of Live Aid oh, in 85. Yeah. Because they had all access, and they and it's one of those things that, like, you know, the networks were showing it at night, like that, that night, but MTV was there all day. All day. And they were broadcasting live. Everything. Everything yeah. on there, you know, starting with the stuff in, Eng- in at Wembley yeah. and then in Philadelphia. Uh, so it was one of those things. They were there all day with it. Oh, yeah. And it was pretty cool, you know, to, to be able to just turn your television. Oh, look, here, check this out. You know, here's, here's a band I really yeah. like, you know. Well, and to bookend it, you had this really great thing where they, you know, live aid. And it was mm-hmm. live music. And it was all sponsored. And it was right. all access. Right up into Woodstock 99, where it was <laughs> all coverage and all access, and they got riot chased yes. out of the yes, venue. Yes, they did. Because um, they were the most hated network yes. in the world at that point. They uh, they they also had access on 94. Like, that was another big yeah. thing. I mean, that Both the Woodstocks, uh, the, the 90s Woodstocks. And uh, they... MTV... Went from the most loved network to, to the one of most, the most hated, and yeah. a very—I mean—in less than two decades, <laughs> you know. I mean, it was the rise and fall of yeah. MTV you really could, and it's really like meteoric. Again, once you get into that, you know, I remember when they turned ten in '91, and they had this yeah. big special, you know, and they had you know Aerosmith, and they had Michael Kamen with his orchestra, you yeah. know, and they did Dream On, and they had all this kind of you know, it was a big. He was like, "Yes, yeah, it's a big deal." Yeah. In 2001, they had a big deal. They brought back all the original DJs. It's the 20th anniversary, and they had all these, you know, they had like Billy Idol and different people playing, you know, and and they had a a really big deal. Like, they even made like, you know, several, like, 
they had like a series of, of like one hour like docs that they did about different whether it was rock music yeah. from the beginning to that or it was just about MTV itself or about the VMAs or whatever it was yeah. you know and that was really awesome in 2011 when the 30th anniversary rolled around anything that had anything to do with the the birthday of of MTV was on VH1 Classic it yeah. wasn't actually on MTV because they were too busy playing Jersey Shore and all that well, stuff. It, to, one, it wasn't on MTV. Yeah. Two, it wasn't even on VH1. It was which, on VH1 Classic. Which is their, their sister station. Right. It was on VH1 it, Classic, which you have to have like an upper tier, you know, yeah. uh, cable. And I don't know what they're doing for this year, if, if they're doing anything. Hopefully to be going honest. off the air. Yeah, it's not happening, I guarantee. They're making too much money where, they're, where they are. Well, that that's But the, the other thing. thing with MTV. They started out as a small scrappy right punk rock absolutely attitude absolutely and they became the overfed bloated marketing machine that they hated in the first place mm-hmm. they became the thing they hated it always happens that way though i mean it's you you get in there and especially once they were sold yeah and all of a sudden they had a board they had to answer to and, and not only and, did they become the thing they hated they don't even have the self-awareness to realize that they've become the thing they hated well they don't care anymore none of the none of the original people are there they've been gone a long time yeah. i mean even uh what was her name um that became the president she started off with them like when they first you know and then she became the president mcgrath judy mcgrath that was yeah. her name yeah, yeah, and yeah. uh she uh she became the president of MTV or the CEO or whatever it was of MTV, like in the at the end of the eighties, basically when they pushed Pittman and everybody else out. Yeah. And she she ascended to that and they had a run of, you know, let's be honest, MTV has a lot to do with the fact that Bill Clinton getting elected in ninety two. Oh, I mean totally that totally were involved. Yeah, I mean in that. that was, you know, the whole rock the vote and all their, you know, all the stuff they really like, you know, prior to that we had Randy of the Redwoods. Yeah. That like basically went around and made fun of all the candidates, you know, and yeah. everything, you know, and was just like in '88, well, they, and they were like, okay, yeah, whatever, we're not taking this thing seriously. Then in '92, by that point, you had Kurt Loder and Tabitha Soren, who were yeah. part MTV News, and they were kind of like, no, we want to do something serious with this, and and they became political, and they became, and they decided they, they were going to become a political, pro, they were going to become a political well, organization. Not only were they a political organization, they picked a side. Yes, absolutely. Which. Whether you realize it or not, eventually was going to alienate half of half their of, viewership. Exactly. Well, you know, whether you supported Clinton or not, down the road, if you pick sides, at some point you're going to have. I remember seeing a an interview with Chris Cornell years ago <clears throat> when he was talking about like the the choose yeah. that, that was their whole big was the choose or lose, you yeah. know, and and all that kind of stuff. And he did a video or he did a, a promo for them, you know, in '92. And he said that he did that, but then after that he had done that, he had agreed to do the do it and all that kind of stuff. He started looking into it, and he was like, "I went into this as a look. We're going to do this. Say, hey, choose or lose, and we're going to let the chips fall where they may." Yeah. And he's like, "But then all of a sudden, I realized, no, they had a candidate they were pushing, and I didn't want anything to do with it any longer." Yeah. You know, I mean, that's and I was like. Like I mean, and let's be honest. Cornell's politics, I guarantee you, were far left of where we sit. I mean, even even myself, you know. Yeah. But at least he had the self awareness to be like, no, this should be a. We'll let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. I don't want to be involved in actually endorsing a candidate. You know, educate a, yourself exactly. Find out which, you know, what what political mm-hmm. uh, platform you agree with exactly. And then and then vote your conscience. Vote that's your fine. conscience, and, and I, that's between you and the booth. Exactly. I don't. Yeah. Exactly. And I've I've been that I've been that way for since I was a teenager, pretty much. You know, like no, dude, go out, vote, keep it there. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care who you voted for. I don't. You know, that's whether you voted for the same candidate I did or not. It's none of my business, and it's not. And that doesn't make if we voted for the same candidate, that doesn't make you cooler in my can in my yeah. You know, in my book, it just means that we voted for the same candidate. That's all it means. And I didn't need to know that. So, you know, and if you didn't, you're not any less cool. It's just we have a difference of opinion, and that's fine. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. So but, Nowadays, you vote, vote for the wrong person. You're yeah, gonna lose you get canceled friends. and everything else. Yeah, yeah, believe me, I know I didn't. Uh, but, of course, I also, you know, I have a tendency to 
troll people. So it's <laughs> dude. If, I have a tendency to run people off. So it's <laughs> dude. If you were any more of a troll, you would have a huge giant know, shock of I know, pink hair. I know, and um, be running around without pants on. No, well, wait, yeah, that might that still happen anyway. anyway yeah. So yeah, we're talking okay, about. Never mind. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but yeah, MTV became they did they become a political force in the early nineties. Yep. You know, um, and you know, good on them. They 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 took their shot, and you know fine but you started seeing them move away from that as time went on also you know and yep. they did start you know um i remember in the early 2000s whenever they were really doing a lot with their website like as far as like their news like the mtv news well like, that was all adam curry <laughs> well he owned it yeah but what i'm saying though is that like they were actually like curating it and like they actually yeah. kept it up to date and this the and that MTV and everything. online right and it was kind of cool but then all of a sudden one day they were just like yeah we're not doing this any longer yeah and it's just like what well they weren't good and they didn't want anything to do with the internet at no. all and adam curry who is always if most people remember him for the Headbangers Ball before well, Ricky. He had Dial MTV. He he hosted Dial MTV, and yeah. he was a VJ, and he did he did Headbangers Ball. But he did a lot of stuff at MTV, a yeah. lot of stuff. Well, he was he's always been kind of an entrepreneur and right. doing the internet and the computer stuff. And he was like, you know, we should do we should we should do a website. Right. This internet thing's going to be a really huge thing. And they were like, and yeah, whatever. The people at Viacom were like. Whatever, do and he he owned MTV.com. So he went out for a long time. MTV.com, <laughs> you know, and he owned it. And then when they fired him, MTV mm-hmm. sued him for ownership of, of the yeah. thing that they didn't want. Exactly, and, and it's, they uh, came to some kind of settlement, which I'm, I'm sure, sure MTV paid him. A I'm sure boatload. Of I'm money. sure they did. You saw a lot of that in the early days. Yeah, of people would go and like buy garthbrooks.com or whatever yeah. you know and then like they would just basically say oh i own this you want it you're gonna owe me a lot of money yeah you know that that happened with a lot and there were some lawsuits around that as well of like yeah. intellectual like well can you own that if this person is so closely associated with it and you know yeah. blah 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 but yeah there there have been quite a few of those instances of people who would just go out and buy domains and then well turn around and sell this them. is still a problem today mm-hmm. because just in the news here recently there was a teenager here in where was he he was in florida and there was another teenager in europe and they wanted the twitter handle at tennessee and they swatted the guy who actually owned oh i heard something about that and got the guy killed i i did hear something about so about that you know domain ownership is still a hot you know you can get killed over a domain name ownership or a twitter handle at right this point. right i i do i i did hear about that that swatting that happened not long ago yeah which is ridiculous i mean that's it's dangerous all the way around it's yeah. dangerous for the people that you call it on it's dangerous for the cops because the swat team shows up and somebody yep. didn't know what's going on and all of a sudden fire starts being exchanged then, well you, you get know, swatted that's, that's going to be a no knock entry exactly and you, it's you just, know knock the wrong house and and you walk into a world of hurt i yeah. mean that's uh and that's not just in the south that's across this country i yeah. mean that that could be anywhere uh but yeah mtv mtv man i you know what show we're forgetting what uh, celebrity deathmatch yeah yeah that show i found funny for about I love a that year. show. But and then, I've always been into that claymation yeah. stuff. I thought it was hysterical. I'll tell you, let's before we get out of here, let's talk about our our personal MTV experiences. Okay. okay. I we you know, of course MTV was on before we ever had cable, you know, and oh, I yeah. had uh an aunt and uncle who, that you had, had always had to go over to the, the one friend's house. Well, I had, had an aunt and uncle had cable, you know, yeah. that, and my cousin David is, I think he, I can never remember if he's six or eight years older than me. He's, he's, there's, there's enough of a, he was a teenager, you know, and I was still, you know, yeah, eight, nine years old, whatever it was. And it was one of those things where I would go over there, and one of the things my parents would always tell me and my co- and my other cousins, who are my cousin John and Laura and Charlie, we would be told, no, don't be watching that MTV. They would be upstairs drinking coffee and playing cards. We'd be downstairs in the basement, and there was a television down there. Mm-hmm. Of course, the first thing we do is we turn on MTV, and we're watching it, because that was like a thing. My parents were dead set against me watching MTV. Oh, yeah. Dead set against it. 
And of course, every chance I got, oh yeah, I'm over there. I'm, I remember standing next to the cable box, watching what, like with one ear like back, trying to see if anybody's coming, so I could turn the channel real quick if they, you know, they yeah. came in. We you had know? that. We had that slider. Yeah. So you know, some cable boxes had the big knob. We had on the it. knob. We, we I never had one of the slider ones. We had so. the sliders. Yeah, but that was a thing too. You know, having friends that were. Yeah. had cooler parents than mine about that stuff. You know, you go over there and like, yeah, we're watching MTV yeah. all night, you know? Well, I mean, we, you would always have to go over to a friend's house. Right. You know, I remember early, there was a lot of talk about this thing that was getting ready to come on, you know, the cable networks. It was mm-hmm. like, who's got cable? Who's got cable? Mm-hmm. You know, we'd always try to, you know, you always try to make friends with the kid who had cable. So you'd go over to their house and hang out and watch it. Right. Right. But we didn't have cable forever so we had to in 83 um i think it was it was either nbc or abc launched friday night videos oh yeah abc it's nbc nbc had friday night videos yeah, friday yes. night videos and and that was what was so funny i was not allowed to watch mtv but you could watch friday night, but videos, I watched friday night videos because that was over the air <laughs> exactly over the air exactly you know, so surely that's more censored yeah sure but it came but on at midnight you it know was, it was, it was like, friday night right and it was like 11 o'clock yeah something it was like, like 11 yeah. to midnight you you could watch right an hour of videos right and dude you have friends over you know, Absolutely, eating pizza and eating drinking pizza, and you watch a movie, know, and knowing at eleven o'clock Friday night videos, and is that was immediately on. we got turned yeah. over to watch Friday night videos. Even if your movie wasn't over, pause that right. thing. You know, you have to go chunk right. Turn that v- VCR off and switch over to Friday night exactly. Videos. And then on some Monday morning, you're talking about the videos yep. you saw all over the weekend, and yeah, that was. But uh, that yeah. was that was the way most kids were getting their video Absolutely. fix for the longest Absolutely. time. And you know, Friday night videos ran for the longest time. Yeah, like it ran for a long time. And there um, was like another one that um, IFC runs now. It's like Night Tracks or something. Oh, you're or, talking about Night Flight. Night Flight. Night Flight and was on USA. Yeah. Um, and uh, there was another one that was on, that used to come on. Um, it was TBS. TBS. TBS and I can't one. remember the name of it. It came on like fr- it came on like Friday nights, but it came on earlier on Friday was nights. Was it like Night Tracks or something like that? Didn't I it have like know. a train a train thing. They there kinda, was something. They kinda, there was something with the train. What night? It wasn't night train. It was something train. It was like the. Like, oh, there was a video music express. That's what you're thinking about. Yeah, yeah that yeah, was the. Yeah, yeah. The, they stole the um, Soul Train stuff. Yeah, they, yeah, that that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, it's yeah. You would get that. And there was even some local. There was a local one here that used to come on Saturday nights at like midnight. Uh, I guess it was actually Sunday morning at midnight. We had a lot it was of called public access. Stuff. It was called miscellaneous, and yeah. it was like one of like the local weatherman and another guy that like hosted it and then you know and they would show music videos and they would do like stupid skits in between yeah. and stuff and didn't care anything about the stupid <clears throat> skits but the the videos is what i wanted to see you know yeah and uh but yeah music videos it was a it was a game changer i remember seeing that billy jean video on oh yeah on uh, um it was Friday night videos. Uh, Friday night for us. videos, yeah. exactly, and just being blown away and like, wow, this is so cool. How I've they told the, the street to light up. I've, That's cool. I know. I've told the story before about in 1983 being in Panama City Beach for a week with you know yeah, my family yeah, yeah. and my and my aunt and uncle that had you know and my cousin David and HBO in between the video in between movies was showing we had hbo in the room and they yeah. were showing music videos in between and that's when they're getting the tapes changed right out. and yeah. so it was one of those things that like i saw that beat it video god knows how many times during oh, that time yeah. during that that week that i was down there you know and i thought that was the greatest thing ever oh motley crew smoking the boys room yeah um motley crew shot the devil mm. just whoa mm-hmm. what's this oh i know and there was a, there was a lot of that stuff you yeah. know uh, the the twisted sister that we're not going to take it you know that was oh, a big video you know wasp and wasp that, you, was not as big for me you anyway. had to wait for headbangers ball right, but some right. of those wasp videos it was yeah like, you know blackly, blackly well i remember like when, and, when metallica did oh, the one video because yeah. that was they had never done a video up until then and that was a big deal that was that was you had to be in front of a tv to right. watch that and we all made sure we were in front of a tv right. to watch it well you know the the whole thing it goes back to guns and roses yeah okay they had released welcome to the jungle and it and like they the the album had been out for a couple of months and it wasn't getting any traction yeah they had sold a couple hundred thousand copies you know and like geffen records was already talking about their next album yeah and uh their a and r guy was like no this album is 
this is the one we need to be pushing. We don't need to be talking about their next album. So they went to David Geffen and basically said, we need you to use your influence to get this video played on MTV. Yeah. And he called or whatever, and they were like, okay, they said they're going to play it once at like 4 a.m. or something like that. Yeah. So they did, and their switchboard lit up. And one of the most requested video they, they'd, they'd ever seen. Like yeah. they had ever had that many requests for a video and that just launched them at that point. I mean, it just, yeah. it just went. And I mean, oh, and then the, that, that paradise city video dropped. It was just like, yeah. Oh yeah. And I remember again, the, I remember crap. watching the, the world premiere video, yeah. you know, and just being blown away by this is so cool. This is one of the coolest things I've ever seen, you know, it, and that was in 89 or 88. And like, I was just starting my freshman year of high school. And I was like, this is one of the coolest things I've ever seen, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, I mean, it was just, it made it and you know it made and broke people you know people they would talk about in that video about the Billy yeah. Squire video and I've I had heard that story before even seeing that about how like that was the video Billy Squire just like disappeared because it was so stupid yeah. you know <laughs> um, I can't think of the lead singer for Aria Speedwagon begging to get the video right back. no I know, you can't release the video I know, it's terrible I know I know and this will ruin us and it kind of did you know think about it after that yeah. you really didn't hear much from Aria Speedwagon you know outside of being on the oldie circuit you yeah. know and I mean they're I kind of hate hate a little bit because there was a lot of great music made by a lot of ugly people right, during the right. 60s and 70s. Yeah. And in, after MTV, you couldn't have No, you had to have person. pretty people. Yeah. You know, that was a classic, uh, it, that first Whitesnake album. Okay. <laughs> they had David Coverdale yeah. and they didn't have anybody else. Yep. And they legitimately, that thing was put together in a studio with a bunch of Session, with a bunch of yeah. session musicians, and then they went and found the pretty people to put in the band after the yeah. fact, you with know, the exception of Tommy Aldridge, yeah, who but they're a but, killer drummer, but just not, yeah, a but you good can put him in the back, you ain't got to worry about yeah. it. So, it's <laughs> there's a lot of us drummers that are like, but, that. It, but it really was. It's like, hey, we got this David Coverdale guy, he's kind of got you know, yeah. Robert Plant vibes, and he's a you know, decent looking guy. Oh, he wanted to, oh, be. I know, I know, but but then they were like, but we can put everybody else around him that yeah. we need to, and they did. That's what that's how they they did that, so. Um, MTV's turning 40. Yeah, and they're overweight and their guts hanging know, over just, their belt. And they're you know, I think you saw that like last month, balding. I think it was, I think it was last month's issue of AARP magazine had a, oh, no. in the middle, about like MTV turning 40. Oh, no. Yeah, I know, I know. And it's like, that's kind of one of those we Gen Xers are starting to see a lot of like what we grew up with that's middle aged well, and the stuff that was brand new to us is now, you know, 40 and, look, and, and, and turning I, I, older. I'm just going to say this, this is going to hurt, but there are literally only eight years of my life that did not include MTV. Right. That's um, yeah, seven of mine. Yeah. I'm, so I'm 48. So yeah. MTV has been around for literally 90% of my I know. life. I know. And it's a and only MTV good is only a, good for like fourteen years of it. Yeah, and MTV is biggest reason why I play music. You know, watching those oh. music videos and being like, I want that. I want to do that. I you can't, know, that's a, I actually can't say that because radio was such a big radio part of big, my life growing up before MTV hit. But I'll admit, it was watching a lot of those those eighties metal videos yeah. and being like. I want to play guitar. Well, I, mean, I want to, I want to do growing that. Up, I want people, to, you know, people would ask me what I wanted to be when I grew up and I would be like, um, radio DJ, mm -hmm. rock and roll drummer. Mm -hmm. That's what I wanted to do when I grew up. And you're not doing either. I'm of not them. doing either. <laughs> of them. The closest I'm getting is doing a little it's doing this. Test. That's yeah. right. Well, this is, uh, this is the new radio. So, uh, we're going to go out the only way we can go out. Well, yeah. You know what that is? Why don't you tell me? Video killed the radio star by the buggles. Well, I that think that's the appropriate. Only way, and you know what's so funny is that video that that song came out in like '79. Like it was a couple of years old whenever MTV yeah. launched, but it was still. And I think they were talking more about like television than they were, you know, like actual music videos. You know, but it was so. But it was so apropos. Of, Somebody needs to re-record the song. No, they turn, don't, and turn it into Viacom killed no, the video star. No, they don't. They they nobody needs to re-record that song. That is a. 
So, uh, well, guys. It's appropriate MTV came in with it. And they went out. And, and then we're going out with it. MTV's so. <laughs> going to go out with it. <laughs> so, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, go and check out in our in our notes. There's, you know, social media, our Instagram and our uh, Facebook and our Discord. Discord. Go and check out Discord. Discord's Discord. a lot of fun, you know. Um, and uh, we're, we're over there hanging out, even if it looks like we're not hanging yeah, out. Yeah, no, we're there, and, and, and we probably need to become more active in there, but there's been a lot of stuff going on. I was yeah. out of town, and I was out Dave, of town. Dave was out of town, and then Dave's gearing up for school to start back. Yeah, and, I'm, I'm and in the busiest time of the year. I'm trying for to pay off my right Vegas now. trip, and it's like. <laughs> It's going to take me a while. I meant to ask you about the two big, large Dude, Italian gentlemen man, sitting out that, in front of your house that, in the black Lincoln. I really got to stop going to Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> so, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We are going to be back here very soon with a, with our... Uh, oh, before we go out, thank you for being sticking around with us for 100 episodes. I mean, 100 episodes. This is we we've we kind of glossed right over that, and maybe oh, we'll I talk know. about it more in the, in in the next one. But it it really is one of those things where it's like you know you have these oh we've been doing this for a year, and then the next one yeah. is kind of your hundredth episode where it's like oh wow we've been doing this for a hundred episodes yeah solid. It and, feels like we just did the fiftieth episode with I, my well, wife. I know, and that was yeah that was a year ago. Was that a year yeah, ago? Yeah, somewhere in there. So yeah. Oh boy. So it's one of those things where it's like all right, well we made it to a hundred and we're still going strong. We haven't run out of steam yet. Well, we went from Star <laughs> Wars to MTV. Uh, Makes perfect sense, especially it, it for us Gen Xers. I mean, we're, yep. we're kind of hitting the, you know, I guess hitting Nirvana's not. probably, well, we already did one about grunge, so I mean, it's, a, yeah. uh, but we've got another pretty big milestone for uh, Gen X coming up here. In if you can't figure out what it is, you haven't listened to it's the It's one that we've been talking about doing for a while, and we're finally going to do it, so. Uh, so, tell your friends, tell your enemies. Yes, more importantly, tell your enemies, uh, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And we appreciate you guys hanging around with us for as long as you have. And yes, we we're do. going to be doing a lot more of these, and uh, we might be having something interesting coming up in August. Yeah, we got point. we got something kind of cool. We're going to be going to and hanging out with uh, some other another podcast that we listen to. That, well, hopefully, and then we're also working on. I'm hoping they don't see us come bigger. and go running in the opposite <laughs> yeah, direction. Could be that it's also. Like, oh, here come those jerks. <laughs> so, anyways, guys, thank you so much. I am Alan Smith. I'm the other guy, Big Dave, and we're going to leave you with this. See you.